When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So we're off the mark in the Skybet Championship, a win against Sheffield United on Saturday, and things are looking a little bit rosy again. It's, uh, I'm Jonathan Taylor, I'm joined with Philip Tallentire and, and Anthony Vickers to, to look back at that win over the Blades and also look ahead to, to Tuesday's game against Burton. It's, it's nice to have midweek games again, isn't it? Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the old times, isn't it? You know, one game follows another really rapidly, and um, uh, I think it's... Uh, it, 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 it's a true test of a squad, but as we'll probably go on to um, discuss, I think Borough's squad, certainly in the forward positions, is fantastic in terms of options. Yeah, we'll, we'll start on, on the game at Sheffield United, Vic, and, and you know, winning the first home game was vital for Gary And It doesn't happen very often, does it, to Borough managers over the years? It, it doesn't. I think the important thing is that uh, after last season's quite drab uh, uh, home form, and uh, Borough had only won one uh, one home match in 2017 before that and that was the Wooden Spoon derby against Sunderland uh, it was important to banish all, all that uh, the fear and, and nerves around the Riverside away and, and get off to a flying start obviously the, the, the opening match was at Wolves and uh, you know they, they, they lost that it was a bit you know it was a 6 and 2 threes kind of game but Having lost it, there would have been a, a little bit of nervousness around. So get that out of the way, get the first points on the board. It wasn't a classic match. I thought the first 45 minutes, Borough looked good going forward. Lots of fluidity, uh, lots of options up front. Second half got a little bit championship, but you know they ground it out and, and right a bit of luck at the end. But that's what you need if you're going to win matches in this division. And Phil, we see, it ended 1-0 and, and as Vic said, it was very... Championship wasn't it yeah. really, but that's what Borough thrived on under Itokaranka. They managed to just just shade those games that they needed to. And did you see enough on Saturday to think? Yeah, uh, I think at home, certainly at home, Borough are going to be absolutely fine this year. And that's that's now the the building blocks to, to go from. Yeah, I, th- I think it's obvious that the team's still gelling together somewhat, and they were a little bit slow start, slow out the blocks, weren't they on Saturday? I thought Sheffield United started well and probably should have done better, should have scored with that chance they had early on. Great but, block by Clark. Yeah, mm. it was. I mean, if, 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 uh, I can't remember, was it Clark? I can't remember who it was at the shot. If he hadn't taken the first touch, there's a good chance he'd have scored with it. Um, but Borough, Borough grew into the game and you look at some of the, you know, some of the forward play, I've just written a piece about some of the, some of the flowing moves, um, you know, t- go, pl- playing the ball through you know, th- through the middle third of the pitch was really exciting to see, some real exciting attacking talent. Uh, just the final ball was missing. I think the only thing you'd say is that, um, you know, that they probably should have put Sheffield United to bed before they did. And, the, and, the, and on another day, that goal gets given at the end, rightly or wrongly, and Borough have got a point when they should have had three. It's a minor quibble, and I think, I think it's probably a good, good sign, actually, because we've always said, haven't we, that you know, it's one thing to be a good manager, but you need to be a lucky manager as well. And I, You kind of thought, if that goal had been given, mm. also going, going along with what happened at Wolves, where Borough were a little bit unlucky and probably should have got at least a point, you kind of start thinking, is Gary Monk one of those people who just need, doesn't get the rub of the green? But 
Um, certainly a deserved win. Good to start with a home perform, a, a, a home win, and also good to get a clean sheet as well. I don't think we should underestimate Sheffield United either. I mean, they they came here. Yes, they're a promoted side, but they didn't come here meekly to make up the numbers, and they, you know they went for it. And they were a team uh, hadn't lost since January the fourth. Uh, won 15 games in a row. Uh, they were right up for it. So I think in terms of the archetypal championship test. It was that kind of game, and Borough came through it. So I think that's a good sign. Obviously, Gary Monk said that that first half display in particular is is what that's the expectation now, and now it's just about extending that forty five minutes to sixty minutes, and then to ninety minutes. But inevitably, pretty much the entire game, the talking point was the last couple of minutes with with the disallowed goal. I mean, real time. I mean, hearts and mouth. Do we think that was onside real time? Yeah, I, I, the my flag initial... went up straight away. Yeah. I, mean, I, I was. You know, my instinct was to to laugh at the the opposition fans for. I think Adam Clayton was the first one to see yeah. it, wasn't he? Well, he went up straight away. But you know, that's the first thing you do when you're I, a reporter. You look yeah. to the look to the flag. I always mm. go by the reaction of the players who conceded the goal and, and the Borough players thought they'd conceded a late equaliser. They definitely thought that was in. Now, um, you know, I'm not saying the linesman got it wrong because he didn't, but. And, and as Vic says, the flag went straight up. But the moment the ball crossed the line, the Borough players thought they'd blown it. Mm. You, know, you could tell by their, their, their immediate reaction. And obviously, um, because you think, oh, two minutes into stoppage time, all we have to do is defend this free kick and, and we've got three points in the bag. So uh, credit to Sheffield United actually for keeping going and making a game of it. And as I said before, hopefully when, when, when these Borough players do gel, Games like mm. that, Borough will be two or three goals clear by the time the 92nd minute comes up and it won't matter so much. Thinking about the players' mindset, I mean, that kind of late controversy, obviously it fell on, in Borough's favour, but that's a, that could be a nice welcome reminder to them, isn't it? That, look, this is the Championship and at 1-0 yeah. you, you need to be switched on all the way through. Yeah. I, I don't think they'll need any reminding. I, I think the vast majority of players in the team have played in the Championship. Uh, there's half a dozen of them that have been promoted from the Championship and they'll know exactly what it takes. They'll know it's a very, very long season. It's a real slog. There's no givens. There are no easy games. And they'll know that. And the manager will reinforce that every week. Uh, we know what the stakes are and the pressures are there. I mean, when you're a, a team at the top like Borough, you know, you're there to be shot at and other teams will, will be looking to take a scalp, but also will be looking to stop, stop Borough playing. Uh, Sheffield United didn't do that. I mean, fair play to them. They they kind of came out and tried to get in Borough's faces and attacked. Not every team's going to do that. We're going to get a lot of the games that we had last time we were in this division where teams try to shut up shop. I mean, it'd be very frustrating trying to break them down for... 85 minutes. And that's where that attacking talent that you mentioned, Phil, and I think it's the, the variety of attacking talent as well uh, comes into play. I mean, obviously, I was delighted that Rudy Gusted got um, the goal and, and, and the, the praise, actually, because I, I think it's been a little bit of a difficult spell for him, hasn't it? But you've got Gusted's aerial prowess, you've got Bamford's um, technical ability and kind of movement, and then you've got the raw you know, pace and power of a Samba Longa. I mean, yeah. do, we, do we learn anything from those attacking positions and, and Borough going forward, do we think, on, on Saturday? I think what we learnt was that Gusted isn't going to go quietly because when, when you know, as we saw the players arrive this summer, Braithwaite, um, Sombolonga, people like that, Fletcher, Lewis Baker is now signed. Most of us thought that Gusted would be the unlucky man to miss out, mm. and um, who knows if Braithwaite had been fit mm. at the weekend, maybe Gusted wouldn't have started. Um, I think what it shows is that Gusted's a a, a known quantity at this level isn't he he scores goals in the championship he has done before he will do again and I think 
I think Gary Monk's smart enough to realise that you know you use all the players at your disposal. So Bamford wasn't one of his signings, but Bamford will clearly be a player who can help that system work. I think there are still concerns about a lack of width against. I think against the better teams, um, a little bit like we saw against Wolves. But the, the system that Monk employs at the moment asks a lot of the full-backs And Christie had a good game again at the weekend. Um, George Friend, I think, when he gets up to full speed, will mm. be will be brilliant again as he always is. Um, but I do think that that front three does lack a little bit in terms of attacking width. When Borough pressed back and need to break quickly, they mightn't be always able to rely on the on the fullbacks getting forward. And and that's I mean that's 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 something to look at further down the line. But I think ultimately. It's pleasing that those attacking players seem to be gelling well, seem to start to understand their roles. Uh, it's going to be difficult to see how they can all play every week. Mm. And, and in fact, they can't, can they? You, you can't, you can't, you can't. Six doesn't go into four really. So um, there will be players who miss out. But that 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 fight for a first team place will will, will make sure they all have to be on the game. Well, it's a nice headache to have though, because oh, yeah. in recent years we've had like we, we've known exactly who was going to play and how they were going to be played and it was very predictable and you know there was all this talk about you know no options no plan b well having seen that there's a there's a whole variety of different attacking styles there that could be jiggled around in different ways to provide a different offensive capacity uh, i thought uh, gastet played really well in the first half but not just as the big target man he was dropping deep he had some nice touches he linked up well you know, he looked like a footballer rather than just someone to, to aim a big ball at. And I thought Patrick Bamford was absolutely fantastic in the first half. Lots of intelligent movements and deft little touches, uh, little movements to create space and time for himself. And he was looking to pick out the runs, a lot of short, short balls, well-weighted balls into the, the paths of people as they, they uh, burst in between the lines. I, I thought he had a great game, and, you know, lots of very positives there. And uh, uh, Brit, I was I was surprised at because I thought he was just going to be one of these people that did it around the box. But in fact, he was chasing down everything that moved. Uh, a great physical presence, uh, unsettled the defence, and the goal came when he he chased what was looked a lost cause with the, the ball down towards the corner flag. So a lot of for me, a lot of positives came out of that game. I'm going to focus on Bamford a little bit a little bit later, but back to Gestead. I mean. He was written off, wasn't he? He wasn't seen as the, the person that's certainly going to lead Borough's promotion charge. But equally, should we be surprised? Because he, I mean, if you look at his record in the division, um, he, he's proven that he can do it at this level. Yeah. And he can bring things to the table that others can't. Yeah, I, I don't think we should be surprised. But I mean, I, but equally, I don't think we should be surprised that a section of fans wrote him off after 90 minutes. Because that's what fans do. They decide. They look before... They look at the uh, profile before someone arrives and says he's not good enough and then spend the rest of that person's career looking for evidence to support that. In fact, he's a really good, serviceable championship frontman uh, that will come in useful. Do you think, Phil, that this new system that Gary Monk um, is deploying suits Gusted much better than what we saw last season? Because he was an isolated figure. You look at Negredo last season, he was isolated. But... Surely, having Gusted through the middle, you rely on people getting in and around him, and that's exactly what this Borough system is showing. Isn't well, it? I, I certainly think he's, he's, you know, I think you've got to be more than one type of team, and uh, you know, if you put balls in the box like Christie did on Saturday, you need somebody to get on at the end of them. And I think Gusted showed, you know, when he made those occasional cameos last season, that defenders find him hard to handle. Was it City? He's, he he uh, looked a threat against mm. before he got injured. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he's a, he's a big awkward customer. 
I, I go back to my point that I don't think probably Gary Monk envisioned, envisioned using him regular, regularly. Um, but but he's, you know, as I say, he, he, he showed against um, Sheffield United that he, he is a threat at that level. Now, whether, you know, we've had two competitive games so far this season, and against Wolves, I thought Borough didn't create a whole amount. Um, Wolves did a number on them at the back, so let's not get carried away. You know, Borough played well against Sheffield United in in patches. Um, and that, and a, another thing that I touched on this morning, that piece I wrote, was that they only have managed two shots on target, which will be a slight concern to Gary Monk. You know, it's not he's not going to panic because they did they did have chat. You know, Gestead hit the post, mm-hmm. a couple of shots fl- flew wide. So you know, I'm not, I'm not suggesting there's any reason to panic, but. You'd 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 hope with the, that with that amount of attacking talent that, that when it clicks and I think it will click, that Borough will be getting six, seven, eight, nine shots on target every match, testing keepers, making the keeper work. I I, I felt that in the current career for all all the positives that that, that there were in the current career, Borough just didn't have enough goals at goal, and I think. Um, and that might mean that they're not quite as resilient defensively as, as they were in the last 12, 18 months. Uh, sorry, well, b- before the, the Premier League season, um, but. But I think there's so many signs to be excited about. You know, the, the, the players are there. That's the great thing. You're not sat here thinking, well, if only we could sign another centre forward, because that's you know, Borough have got loads of options going forward. I think Vic, what we're, we're going to find out uh, on Tuesday night, obviously with Burton Albion coming to the Riverside, the return of the Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, um, is whether Gary Monk is a rotator or whether he'll go for um, you know, he'll, he'll he'll keep picking people that are playing well. Now, what are your thought? Does Gusted have to start on Saturday now? Uh, on Tuesday, sorry, as a result of Saturday? Uh, I don't think he has to start. I, Will I think, he start? Uh, I think the Sheff- Sheffield United obviously were a different proposition to, to Burton. I think they were seen as being a, a tougher, more organised, uh, more simplistic. I mean, the, their press lads described it as stripped down. Everyone knows exactly what their job is and they do it. And they're, a, they're very much a team. Uh, maybe that persuaded uh, Gary Monk that Gastet might be a useful option should they need to put the ball in the box. Uh, against Burton, it would be a different game. I think they're more likely to try and soak it up, so it might be a different front line. It could be an, an opportunity for Ashley Fletcher to come in and show what, what he can do. Uh, obviously, he played at Wolves. It wasn't, it didn't, you know, it didn't really catch light, but... You know, he's a, a big money signing with a, a decent reputation. So, I, I think it might be a question of maybe starting with him. Uh, that doesn't necessarily imply that you're going to rotate every game. But you know, we're still at an early phase of the season, and he's still trying to get the balance right. Obviously, Aitor Karanka was previously criticised by some quarters of his constant rotation policy. Um, certainly, some of the ex-players have come out and said that. But if if Borough are looking to build momentum early on in the season, surely keeping the bulk of that same 11 on the pitch you know, every game will we'll speed up that process. Yeah, I'm, I'm a firm believer, and I know it's old-fashioned, is you play players who are in form. Mm. And if, if somebody plays well on the Saturday, uh, for example, Gusten scored a goal, goal, goals breed confidence, strikers in particular are, are confidence players, if you pick them for me, um, clearly you've got to take into account whether or not they're carrying niggles, you know, or they've you know, just come back from injury and all that kind of thing. But yeah, I'm a firm believer in... You know, not not disrupting the team more than you need to. Now that doesn't mean to say Burton won't, won't or don't need to make changes against Burton. But I'll give Gusted another goal. Why not? He scored a goal. Went close to getting the second. It was a big awkward customer. Um, you know, it, you know why? Why? You know, I think you know. You also got to think what what effect will it have on him leaving him out after he scored the mm. only goal of the game. Mm. 
on the Saturday, you know, he'll think, well, surely I deserve to play. You know, the, the law of natural justice suggests that providing I play well on a Saturday and score goals, I should be in the team. So I, I'm a firm believer in that argument. Having said that, as Vic says, the, the manager might go a different way uh, and might want to give you know, Fletcher a go or Baker a go. He, he might change the team because he wants to play Lewis Baker. We, we don't know yet. We're only 180 minutes into the season, but I think one thing that we can... Um, agreeing, we could probably say this before the season started, that Patrick Bamford is going to play a massive role this season isn't he, either way, and, and already he looks to be the, um, the the brains up top really the, the, the creator, he seems to be the glue that seems to hold that forward three together is that something you agree with? I think on Saturday certainly that the first half I thought he, he was excellent, I think he did weave all the various component parts together, he linked up very well with midfield, he was always available to receive the ball uh, he gives himself time and space, and I think he used it intelligently, which is obviously a big plus for for any side. Uh, there could be games where he doesn't get a kick. I mean, you never know what the opposition are going to do. Uh, I, I think he. I hope. I hope he is a big player this year. When you look back at Wolves on the opening day, Phil, and, and Bamford wasn't in that starting eleven, and, and for me, they looked like the massive gap between the attacking midfield. They needed someone to, to weave it all together, and, and when Bamford came on, obviously he laid the chance on for Sambalonga. He, he made a big difference when he came on. Yeah, I was surprised. I said in the last time we had a chat, I was surprised that Gary Monk started with um, Ashley Fletcher ahead of Bamford. He had a decent pre-season. Bamford, he was getting his form back. It, you know, he he uh, he was talking the right sort of talk as well. He sounded positive and. Um, it did smack a little bit of a manager picking his own signing ahead of somebody inherited. I could be doing Gary Monk a huge disservice by saying that, but um, it just felt like that looking from the outside. And I think, I think Patrick Bamford's an intelligent footballer. We know he's, this goes back to what I was saying about Rudy Gostead a minute ago. Patrick Bamford scores goals in the Championship. He, 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 did, it, he did it for Bury, he did it at Derby County, he scored goals in League One for MK Dons. He can score at this level. So... You know, if you've got that in your locker, you kind of think, well, I, you know, if I'm a manager, I'm thinking, well, there's potentially 20 goals next season. Now, that's not to say you don't also pick people like Asamba Longa, who are clearly great goal scorers as well. But you, you, you ignore someone like Patrick Bamford at your peril because he's a footballer, isn't he? He's played on the right under Karanka and did well. He played through the middle and did well. Uh, as I say, scored nearly 20 goals um, when he came to Borough the last time. So I think it's potentially a really really exciting asset to the football team and the only question is where he fits in In terms of the strongest 11 Vic and where we stand now I mean Johnny Housen arrived with a lot of excitement and um, and I think it's still very early in his, his Borough career but he's probably had a frustrating couple of games hasn't he but where do you think he fits Is he does he fit into this three do you think that Martin Darun's departure may actually benefit him in terms of them being quite similar I mean, how would you assess his start to his Borough career I think he's been solid but not spectacular. Uh, maybe he could do with another couple of games under his belt. We've we said this before, there wasn't a lot of football played in pre-season, so a lot of people are not quite up to speed. Uh, it's still jiggling about trying to get the balance right. You know, it, It's early days. Uh, where he fits in might depend on how quickly Lewis Baker gets slotted into the, the midfield machine as well. Uh, I think these things it's a case of suck it and see I think I mean at, at the minute it looks like Clayton has nailed down the, mm -hmm. the anchor role uh, which leaves two slots in central midfield available uh, it's good to have the competition I think I mean you know Housen is a, a proven player at this level he's been promoted uh, he knows what it takes it's a long hard season and I think everyone's going to contribute we're still at a stage where the manager's 
jiggling it about and trying to get the balance right. Interesting that obviously Lewis Baker, we saw a bit of him, didn't we, on Saturday. He brings something different to the mix, doesn't he? He'll come here and he'll be expecting to, to play regularly, won't he, week in, week out? He'll be expecting to play regularly. I don't know whether he will. Um, you know, as I've said before, there's so many options going You know, in those attacking four positions that... Uh, um, well, what do you call them? Four positions, three positions. If it's a three-four-three, three. but there are so many options there, aren't there? Um, you know, you can't see him. He's not going to start ahead of a somber longer Braithwaite. You wouldn't have thought. But where else he fits in, I'm not quite sure. I think it's an interesting signing because he's you know, he's got bags of talent, bags of potential. You know, he's he's been playing abroad, hasn't he? So, you know, he's he's one of Chelsea's potential ones for the future. He's a player Borough have looked at in the past. I'm honestly not sure where he'll slot in yet um, or what he'll bring to the team because I haven't seen a lot of him lately in English football. Um, but it's a great problem, as Vic says before, it's a great problem to have because it, he's coming here with something to prove and he'll have to be good to get in the team. So there's, there won't be any room for any passengers next season, this season. Well, what you can say about him is he wasn't shy. You know, he, was, he was asking for the ball every, every opportunity and he only had a, a brief cameo, but... You know, he's not scared to try things. Mm. A couple of them things didn't come off. You know, there was little dinks that didn't quite work, and uh, maybe a couple of his attempted passes were over elaborate. But again, you know, that's his, that's his first outing, and, and it'll take time for him to bed in. But I think he's a player that that wants to make things happen, and if you can harness that, you know, we've just talked about the, the fluidity and options up front. If you can harness that just behind them, then I think that potentially. Borough have a really potent front line. Yeah, it's interesting. The, the competition for places is there across the, the pitch. And equally, we're heading into the middle of August now. I mean, how far are we off the complete picture? How many, what positions do we expect to, to strengthen? How far is Gary Monk off his his squad that he's going to take into January? You'd imagine centre-back is, is certainly an area. Yeah. How much else? I don't, I don't think it's too far off. No, I think the big imponderable is whether Ben Gibson goes or not. That That is the one big, yeah. uh, you know... Um, issue that still has to resolve itself I don't see too many more players coming in as you say a centre back probably Ryan Shotton if they can get that uh, deal done um, you'll see a couple of players leave maybe Stuart Downey maybe it's Grant uh, Ledbetter um, maybe it's Adam Triori, Adama Triori players like that I think they needed one, at least one more centre back I thought Fry played well at the weekend but if, if Ben Gibson goes you are going to be short uh, and then we've talked about wide players you know they were looking at Ojo um, somebody who can offer that genuine width from a forward position, um, but I say I, I go back to I think the Ben Gibson one's the big imponderable. You know, if Keith Ben Gibson's a massive plus, mm. um, if he goes, I think they need to they need to make sure they can get some sort of quality replacement in before the window shuts. And I think I'm sure they'll be aware of that. Well, they'll probably need one anyway, don't regardless of the Gibson yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah, they they probably need one, need one more yeah. now, and then potentially two yeah, if they, Gibson. They, they need one. Uh, I mean, I agree with Phil. I mean, the, the, the big success between now and the end of the window would be keeping Ben Gibson. And, and uh, beyond that, I don't think there's a lot of tinkering needs to be done with the team. We know, we, you know, we, we've been talking for weeks. We know which positions they need. But we know that they're working on them. It's a fortnight to go. You know, let's let's hope we get those extra bodies in, and we don't lose Ben. We've got obviously two big games coming up this week as well: Burton Albion on on Tuesday, and then away at Nottingham Forest in the in the Brit Derby. Uh, we'll start with with the Burton game. Are we? You touched on it earlier. Are we expecting a very different um, test against Burton than Sheffield United? Burton obviously on the back of an absolute hammering at Hull yeah. uh, at the weekend. How do we expect them to set up? Do you think? Well, they've had a sticky start. I mean, they they've lost their record signing. They've been beaten quite badly. Uh, and you'd think that 
I mean, they actually struggled at the back end of last season, didn't they? And they, they only just stayed up. So, uh, once you get into the losing habit and struggling habit, it's very hard to break it. So, that, they're the kind of team that Borough should be looking to punish. Yeah. But we do know that what this division's like, so you can't take anything for granted. Yeah, they are punching above the weight being in the Championship. It's a huge achievement for them to get in the Championship when you think how, how recently they came into the Football League. Um, I think Borough should be too hot to handle on the night. Um, you know, as Vix just said, Burton have got their own problems. Borough starting to gel nicely, starting to come to the boil nicely. Uh, it's it, it, again, you, you, you make predictions in the championship at your peril, but I would not be surprised to see Borough win by a comfortable margin. And I think that I think they've got the tools in the box to win by a comfortable margin. And if you've been a little bit, uh, bit a bit, um, um, I don't know. Um, Forceful, what do you want to say? I think they probably should win by a comfortable margin there. They are on paper streets ahead of Burton. A final kind of note we'll, we mentioned it earlier about Martin Braithwaite, who obviously we don't expect to play uh, on Tuesday again against Burton. That's a blow for him, isn't it? Being you know, picking up an injury so early into his Borough career, and obviously the only real memory we've got of Braithwaite in, in a competitive fixture is that miss at Wolves. Yeah, uh, it's very, very unfortunate timing, really. It's a big step to come from a relatively slow league to something as competitive and intense as the championship as it is. So to lose what could be two, three, four weeks at the start of the season it will be a big blow for him. Uh, and it could be a case of him struggling to get up to speed when he comes back and then you think, well, you might not get in the team because he's not up to speed. And we've been through this before and you, you see how uh, once people lose out on that early momentum sometimes it's very hard to catch up Let, let's hope the injury is not as bad as has uh, uh, been suggested let's hope he's back in the team and and we see him as, you know as quickly as possible yeah it's um it's funny funny one martin braithwaite i thought he was excellent against augsburg very we, we saw him against rochdale he was very quiet wasn't he and he was pretty quiet against Wolves so he'll be feeling like I want to get back out there and it's that situation where he's sat looking at other players nailing down a place yeah, exactly. the beauty for Gary Monk is he's got replacements you know for somebody like Nigel Clough he loses his record signing that's it yeah. you've got a huge gap that can't be filled so Borough have got everything in place to have a really successful season I know it's early days yet but um, you know, as, I, as I've just said earlier today the, uh, there must be championship managers green with envy at Gary Monk's options at the moment Lovely, we'll end it on that nice positive note. Here's uh, another three points on Tuesday, fingers crossed.